Uh, yep, Mike is I'm joining on. right hey, now. Yes. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? Good, Dave. Sweet. How are you, buddy? Good morning. Hey, Dave. Yes, I'm here. Can you do something with that dog in the background? Dog, dog is leaving right now. I'm switching everybody out of the house right now. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of South Florida Real Estate Radio. Uh, we've got a special guest joining Dave and myself today. We've got Michael Bander with Guaranteed Rate. Uh, so I guess first and foremost, Michael, hello. How are you today? Terrific. Terrific. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being on. We really appreciate it. Um, so we wanted to try and uh, get you on as, and uh, get a little bit of clarity around what's happening in the mortgage market. Um, so uh, I guess the first question I have is tell us a little bit about yourself and guaranteed rate. Sure. So uh, as far as myself, I've been in the mortgage business since uh, 2003. So we've seen uh, ups, downs, and you know all the all the twirls around uh, in the business. It's uh, it's definitely been a, a fun and interesting ride, for sure. Um, we uh, I've worked for three companies in my career. Uh, started out in a, with a company called Home Bank. Uh, for for those of uh, the the folks that don't know Home Bank, Home Bank was really known for taking very new green uh, folks that, that wanted to get into the business and they would take you, they'd pluck you from your home. They'd put you in corporate housing literally for seven weeks and you would go into a classroom setting seven to seven uh, and you would do nothing but, uh, but mortgage lending learning. And you got to know the backstories of Fannie, Freddie, HUD, uh, Jenny May, um, you know, how the, the back end of the business works, how the, the front end of the business works. So it was really uh, great to, to uh, you know, get a true understanding of the business. Um, and then they w- would work on sales techniques. They would, you know, truly, um, they called it PSD, which uh, was professional sales development. And uh, like I said, it was it was seven weeks, seven to seven in a classroom setting at the corporate office in Atlanta. Um, and it was great. And that's really where I learned the business. And it's it's really helped me, you know, through through this point for sure, because I think, you know, one of the biggest things with with mortgage lending in, in general is, you know, realtors or clients alike, they, they don't want their deals to blow up and, and you really, truly know really truly need to know what you're doing, how to structure deals. Uh, You need to know how to bob and weave through guidelines and understand how to make the pieces fit because very seldom does a client fit, uh, you know, just perfectly, uh, right? There's, there's little um, things, there's little ways to, to structure. And then, you know, that's kind of the, the art of the business and being able to get things done where, you know, maybe some of the companies or some of the lenders are not able to do that. Um, as far as guaranteed rate goes, uh, we were founded in 2000. Uh, so we were founded by a gentleman by the name of Victor Chiradelli and, um, we're uh, headquartered out of Chicago. Uh, we've got uh, several hundred offices throughout the country. We're a national lender. Uh, I believe, you know, behind Quicken, we're the second largest independent mortgage company in the country. I think, uh, all in all. Uh, we're, we're, I believe, the sixth largest lender in the country as a whole. Um, 
so we've grown, you know, exponentially over uh, over these 20 years. We just had our 20 year uh, anniversary uh, last week, as a matter of fact. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Amazing um, numbers. I've been at uh, Guarantee Rate for 11 years. Um, so I've been uh, been with the company uh, for over half its life. And uh, it's been it's been awesome. Uh, I've been it, you know, when I came in, we were somewhat of a smaller company. Um, I think we are originating, I don't know, about five or six billion a year, which, you know, you, you hear the word billion, it seems like a big number. But you know, comparatively, you know, five, five billion, six billion, it's not, it's not a, a huge number of, of mortgage originations, you know, uh, compared to, to the big boys out there. Um, and, and like I said, we've just, we've, we've grown exponentially uh, to, to holding now currently about the sixth largest uh, lender in the country spot. So it's been great. Um, we underwrite process everything in house. We can move very quickly. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's totally different than a lot of the other companies that you, uh, that you're getting lending from out there. Most of the time, whether it's a broker or even a lot of other direct lenders, they're underwriting at a centralized location. They're processing out of a centralized location. It's very difficult to get things through the system. It's very difficult to get answers quickly. Um, you know, whereas with us, nothing leaves our office. Everything is, that's kind of what we call our pod model. And everything is uh, done right in house, and as a result, we're able to you know deliver great service consistently, close deals quickly and efficiently, and um, we've generated a, a huge diverse product menu uh, to where we can you know service the vast majority of all clients that are in the market today. All right, cool. So it's safe to say that uh, you've definitely got some experience, been around the block a little bit, and uh, and uh, you know, obviously we've, we're in a pretty volatile time right now. You know, we've got a pandemic, right? We've got uh, you know riots hitting the street and social unrest and social change happening. Tell us a little bit about like uh, you know maybe some of the changes you've seen over like the last month or two in regards to mortgage. Sure. So I think the the biggest changes that we've seen is on the credit score side and on the asset side. So, you know, in, in a pandemic like this, what dries up first typically is liquidity. Um, so it's not that companies don't want to lend and companies don't want to do business, but when they when a company originates a loan, that loan has to be sold somewhere. And when you're selling, just like with anything, right, you got to have a purchaser uh, on the secondary market. And so if companies or end investors are not wanting to buy mortgages, um, you know, under current guidelines, you know, it, it forces a lot of lending institutions uh, to make guidelines more restrictive to make sure that you know, if, if you are closing a deal, uh, those deals are going to be more likely to perform at a higher level because they're qualified under a more restrictive set of guidelines. Um, you know, so we've seen credit scores go from 580 to 620. Uh, we've seen, you know, debt ratios where you go to, you know, 56 Point nine to, uh, you know, with some credit scores, you need to be at a 45. 
Um, we've seen situations where, you know, where you may have needed six months reserves previously, and now you need nine months. Um, we've seen situations where you were able to do, you know, maybe 10% down on a, on a jumbo, where now you need 20% down. Um, you know, so it's, it's, those are some of the changes that, that we've seen. Now I am you know, definitely happy to, to report back to you guys though, that a lot of those changes have started to ease, like mm-hmm. on the jumbo side of things. Um, you know, I think we, we had talked, uh, offline at, at another time where the 90% jumbo product has started to come back. Um, you know, where you don't need to put down 20% on a jumbo. You don't need to split it up with a, you know, conforming first loan and then a, a HELOC behind it. Um, if you don't want to, I mean, obviously you could still do those things, but the, the jumbo market is starting to come back there. Um, the uh, lower credit score FHA clients are, are starting to be able to have a slightly higher debt ratio. Um, you know, so, so it is starting to ease and starting to get better. And I think it'll continue to do that as the job market gets better. Um, you know, when, when you have, again, a pandemic like this, um, when liquidity is drying up, a lot of liquidity is also drying up because a lot of the employment is drying up, right? If people are not working, it, it forces companies to uh, put into effect different protocols and procedures to make sure that the clients that we're lending to, that their jobs are stable, that their income is stable and solid. Um, so I think as people are getting back to work and you're seeing more consistent, uh, you know, um, working behavior and, and not, you know, one week on, one week off, furlough, not furlough, layoff, layoff, not laid off, um, you know, more and more of the, these restrictive lending guidelines that have been put in place will continue to start to ease. Okay, so you said a lot of stuff there, and um, you know we're throwing out, throwing around a lot of terminology such as HELOC, jumbo, FHA, so on and so forth. So let's dig into that just a little bit for our listeners. Uh, what is FHA? So FHA um, is a government insured mortgage. Um, stands for the Federal Housing Administration. They were uh, created many, many years ago, and um, it's really a great product that allows, uh, well, really anyone can get a, uh, an FHA mortgage as long as they're purchasing it for their primary residence. Um, but it's, it's most attractive for the lower credit score borrowers because it's not super credit score driven, whereas conventional financing is. Uh, very much credit score driven. Um, There's a few differences. There is a fixed mortgage insurance factor of 0.85% that that, uh, the client pays. And then there's an upfront mortgage insurance premium of 1.75% that gets added onto the loan. Um, And then of course you have a max loan amount on FHA of 373,500 currently. Um, And uh, you know, those are the uh, those are the, the, the biggest differences and uh, what FHA is 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 most geared towards. And who would be like uh, maybe like an ideal candidate for FHA, like maybe one or two examples of an ideal FHA person? 
So, um, you know, obviously across the board, it's got to be a primary residence, as I indicated. Uh, but I think, you know, somebody who's got a, you know, 630 credit score and, you know, very little money that they want to put down, um, that would be a great FHA borrower. Um, you know, maybe somebody who um, is, uh, maybe they own a home now, but they are relocating and you know as a result they're not going to have a lot of money to put down um they need to be able to qualify at a higher debt ratio because fha does allow for a higher debt ratio um so they need a higher debt ratio to be able to carry their existing home their departing residence and the new one that they're purchasing and going to live in so fha would be a great option for someone like that because it allows the more the, the flexibility to qualify at a higher debt ratio um you know, I think that would that would be a, definitely a second uh, candidate that would that would fit FHA nicely. Okay, uh, and mm-hmm. maybe let's uh, explain conventional and jumbo for the listeners out there as well. Sure. So conventional guidelines are set uh, by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Fannie Mae and, and Freddie Mac are uh, agencies that uh, you know they are essentially the largest mortgage investors in the world. Uh, those two companies uh, represent an extremely high percentage of all mortgage uh, of all mortgages. Um, so the vast majority of mortgages that are created by companies like Guaranteed Rate uh, or you know pretty much any bank out there will uh, end up being sold to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, and they are you know kind of the um, you know folks that that set the guidelines for. The lending institutions to follow, um, and it's important that the lending institutions follow those guidelines, because if they don't, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac won't purchase the mortgages when they when they're when they're originated or when they're closed. Um, conventional guidelines cap at a loan amount of five hundred ten thousand four hundred dollars, so it's a larger loan amount than FHA. Um, it's definitely going to be credit score driven. Um, You don't have to do a primary residence with conventional. You can do a second home or vacation home, and you can do an investment property. The loan to values, meaning how much the client has to put down, will differ based on the occupancy that the client's doing. Um, And occupancy is an important factor because that's, you know, really and truly probably the number one. you know, thing that, that uh, the most important thing that I think a lot of underwriters will look at because it's, it's the most likely to have, you know, some sort of fraudulent activity associated with it, right? Where, you know, somebody could call something a primary residence or a second home when it's really an investment property. So they really, you know, they do scrutinize that. And, um, you know, the interest rates are different based on investment properties or primary homes. So it's, uh, it's very important that you have it structured properly with the uh, proper type of occupancy. Um, but that's the, I would say those are the biggest differences on, on conventional where the loan amounts higher. Uh, it's credit score driven debt ratio. You're, you're not going to get an approval above 50. Uh, you know, so whereas with FHA, you can go to, you know, 56.99 a lot of times. Uh, so those are, those are, I think the, the, the biggest differences there. Okay. And then uh, for uh, somebody that might be interested in a jumbo loan, what exactly is that? 
Yeah, so jumbo financing is any loan that would be above that 510, 400 figure. Um, and so jumbo guidelines are going to be totally different than Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac in most cases, not all the time, but in most cases that would, uh, that would be the case. Um, generally speaking, the jumbo guidelines are going to be, you know, typically portfolioed, meaning they're going to be held on the bank's books, uh, or if they're not, they're going to be, you know, sold to other types of institutions, life insurance companies, hedge funds, uh, various investment uh, institutions that, that purchase what they call mortgage-backed securities, where, you know, companies like a, a guaranteed rate will take, uh, you know, 500 loans and package them as one investment, and, and a company will purchase, you know, that block of mortgages, um, you know, from, from the lending institution. And, um, it's, it's treated just like an investment vehicle, you know, just like a stock. Um, and, and so the, the jumbo world is, uh, you know, it, it's, I would say much more scrutinized right now because that's the sector of the market that has experienced the, the, um, you know, toughest liquidity issue. Um, for whatever reason, the, the liquidity in the secondary market where, where loans are sold has really dried up in the jumbo space. And that's why you're seeing a lot of lending companies out there not even do jumbo financing. Um, you're seeing, uh, you know, tons of um, lending institutions, you know, wanting to break loans up where they do a a conforming first of five, 10, 400 first. And, you know, maybe they put a hundred thousand dollars on a, on a line of credit so they can get, you know, a $610,000 loan, but they're not actually doing a jumbo mortgage. They're splitting it up over two. Um, so it's, 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 uh, it's definitely experienced. Uh, I would say the, the biggest changes. Um, but again, with here at guaranteed rate, we, we are still doing them. Uh, still doing lots of them and doing them well. And, um, you know, we, we, are able to go up to 90% uh, in the jumbo space. Okay, cool. So um, as it relates to rates right now, um, obviously over the last year or so, we've been uh, seeing some historic record low rates um, with 15 and 30 year and mortgage interest rates in general. Can you give us a couple of examples of maybe some of the most popular loans that you're doing and what their rates are currently? Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, there's different families of loans, if you will. I mean, you know, so you've got your FHAs, you've got your conventionals, um, and you've got your, your jumbos. Um, and then obviously you got VA as well. Government mortgages, government insured mortgages, FHA and VA specifically, the rates are just very, very attractive. Lowest I've seen in my lending career. Um, you know, in the, in the FHA and jumbo space, you're under 3% on a 30-year fix. You're at like, you know, 2.625, 2.75 on a 30-year fixed mortgage with no additional costs, no points, which again is just unheard of. Um, yeah. On the conventional side, your 30-year fixed are still low, but you're, you know, in like the 3.125 range, um, you know, in some cases 3.25. Again, those are very credit score driven. So the interest rates are a little bit of a moving target. Um, but, 
still very, very low, still very, very attractive. Um, on the 15-year fix, you're usually going to be roughly a half a percent lower than that of a 30, right? So if you're, you know, 30s at 3.125 on a conventional loan, you're, you know, probably in the 2.625 range on a 15-year. And then in the jumbo space, uh, again, because of the lack of liquidity in the market, um, those rates have continued to, uh, you know, lag the market. Um, and you're usually in the, I would say, 3.5, 3.625 range um, in the jumbo space. All right, cool. Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah. As far as refinancing, uh, you know, obviously I've heard a lot of people recommending refinancing right now. Um, a lot of people with what's going on, um, you know, whether they've been furloughed or lost their jobs or whatever, um, you know, recommending them to refinance. What are your thoughts on should homeowners consider refinancing at the moment? Yeah. So, I mean, again, with, with rates where they are, I think refinancing is a great opportunity for people. Um, you know, in full transparency, I recently did it myself. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I think it's definitely a great opportunity. Uh, you know, what, what, there's a lot of misconceptions with refinancing. I mean, I get that all the time where clients will say, hey, I've got to lower my rate of point or I've got to lower it two points. Um, I don't think that there's any, you know, delta or target that somebody needs to hit. People refinance for one of three reasons. They want to lower their payment and better their cash flow. They want to take cash out and consolidate debt or invest it or remodel or whatever they want to do with it, but they want to take cash out or they want to lower their term. You know, go from a 30 to a 20 or 30 to a 15. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the math needs to prevail. And, and so what I mean by that is when somebody's looking to refinance, if they want to take cash out, then, you know, that's, they're taking cash out and that's, the numbers aren't so important in that if they're taking cash out, they're doing something with that, whether they're paying off debt or investing or remodeling or whatever. If somebody is just lowering their payment, then it's very simple. Uh, they need to look at what they're paying now versus what they're going to pay. And then they need to look at the cost. So, you know, for example, if somebody's saving, let's say $300, right? And they're saving $300, but they are uh, having to roll in $5,500 worth of closing costs. Well, if they take $1,500 and I divide it by the $300 that they're saving, that's an 18 month break even. So then the question becomes, is the client going to be in their home for 18 months? If the answer to that is, you know, uh, you know, a definite yes, then it's a no brainer to refinance because at the end of the day, it's going to cost you nothing. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of the, the methodology that I take clients through and, you know, educate them with and, and kind of counsel them on to make sure that they understand that. Um, the other biggest, you know, obstacle I would say I get with, with refinancing is somebody will say, you know, I'm on a 30 year fix. I've been in the home for four years. I don't want to go to another 30 year fix because now I'm starting my term over. I get that all the time. And, you know, the answer to that is the term is somewhat irrelevant because 99% of people will never be in the home for the length of the term. Right. So 
you know, yes, it is true that you're starting the loan over. And so you're going to repay that four years of interest. But there again, if you're lowering your payment $300, then, you know, and you're out of the home in let's say 10 years. Well, you know, the fact that your home's going to extend another four years, it's kind of meaningless because you will have, you know, bought, sold, and, and you're out of there and, you know, well before that, that time. So, um, you know, I think it's a great time to refi. Like I said, I did it. I've done uh, tons of clients. Lots of clients are taking advantage of it. Rates are phenomenal. I, I think that th this is a once in a lifetime type of opportunity. I don't, I don't know if you could get rates much lower than where they are right now. That sounds very amazing at the moment. I do have a question for you. What are those what they in that refinancing market if if a customer was was thinking of doing a refinance mike what 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 are those values those like loan to value ratios that are real in the market um, compared to the value of their house well you know the 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 um the 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 thing about appraisals is when you are purchasing a home an appraiser has the contract to go off of. So they, they have a, a number to shoot for. And, you know, I know a lot of, you know, appraisers will say, well, that may not, that doesn't really mean anything, but I think we've all been in the business long enough where, you know, it's, it, the, you know, the vast majorities of values that on, on a purchase, they come in at the contract price. It, that's not a coincidence. You know, they're, they're shooting for that number. And if the value is higher, well, you know, sometimes an appraiser will go higher than the contract price, but that just opens them up to additional questions and, you know, various things that, that they need to explain later on down the road. Obviously, if they can't get to the contract price, then it'll come in low. Um, but on a refi, an appraiser doesn't have that. Um, so I think it's, I think it's more indicative of a, uh, you know, of a true value because they're truly having to go off close comparable sales in the market. Um, what's going on right now, though, I would tell you is a lot of refinances that we're doing are being done with PIWs, which stands for property inspection waivers. So we're plugging in a value and it's being confirmed through Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac's automated underwriting system. So we're not even having to send an appraiser out to the property, which is pretty cool. Uh, that is pretty it, cool. Know, saves them money, saves them time. And, uh, you know, it, it actually allows you to, and sometimes you, you can actually help the client get a better rate because let's say the client tells you their home's worth 500,000 and that represents a 72% loan to value. Well, if you can just bump the value up in your system to let's say, a 70% loan to value and you run it through and you get a property inspection waiver. Well, now at 70%, you're going to get a better rate than you did at 72 and you're not really needing an appraisal because the values already been validated by the automated underwriting system. So it's, uh, you know, just a couple little tricks and, you know, ways to try to help clients further um, by utilizing the technology that's, that's in the market today. That is amazing. Question again, if, the customer uh, has a house and he has a a value of a hundred thousand dollars. What is the maximum 
in the marketplace today that you could refinance that value if it was appraised for a hundred thousand? So if it was appraised for a hundred and they're not taking cash out, they're just changing their rate, changing their term, you can do a ninety-five percent loan on that. So you get a ninety-five thousand. Wow, that is amazing. What an opportunity of a lifetime to, to do that. And if and if they, the folks were looking to get a bit of cash out of the deal? 80%. So you can do an $80,000 loan on a $100,000 value. All right. Now, are, are they, with that said, are there, are there any like specific criteria? Um, is that under the, a $500,000 loan amount? Or would that even make a difference if it was a higher number, say over a 600, 700 loan? Yes. So on, on conventional uh, guidelines, you're going to go up to a loan amount of 510, 400. So those loan to value ratios that I was just saying would be the same all the way up to a 510, 400 loan. So, you know, for example, if, if you owed, uh, you know, $510,400 and you had a value of, let's say, 537, 300 you'd be able to do a loan amount of 510 400 because 510 400 represents just about 95% of 537 300 on the jumbo side it is a little bit different so you wouldn't be able to do a rate and term at 95 it would be similar to that of a purchase uh, and you know what would that look like so you'd have to you know you'd be able to go to 90% on a uh, rate and term refinance um the best pricing is going to be at 80, um, but you could technically go to, to a 90. And then if on a cash out, um, you could still get up to 80% on a cash out. Okay. So it's pretty much the same terms. You kind of 5% different. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's still an opportunity of a lifetime for, for anybody looking to stay in their house for five plus years. Yeah. No, like I said, I mean, these, these, these rates are you know, just unprecedented. And when you really start being able to utilize the, uh, you know, the, the rate to your advantage, I mean, you're, you're really, you've increased your buying power with rates where they are now. People are increasing their buying power on average of about $50,000. You know, so in today, with today's rates, if you were buying a, you know, $450,000 home a year ago, you could technically buy a $500,000 home and be paying, the same as you were a year ago for a 450 house. Wow. So that monthly payment stays the same. Right. Because the, the cost of the money is so much cheaper. It gives you more buying power. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that, that kind of answers many questions. Is it a time to buy if you have to buy? Oh, absolutely. I think you do. Yeah. No, I think uh, for those folks that are, you know, thinking, you know, pricing is going to go lower, values are going to go lower. I mean, I don't see that in the data. Uh, obviously, if you know people continue to lose their job, and, and that could filter or trickle into the real estate market, but I think you know the uh, there's there's tons of government programs that are that are coming on and are being created to help uh, spur and, and you know help the job market and get it back uh, running like it was. So, you know, if, if those things can continue to take shape and people can get back to work, I think that uh, the real estate market will continue to uh, stay extremely hot, which is, is what we're seeing right now. 
And we uh, chat just a little bit about that for a second. So specifically with your business, Michael, like if maybe you can compare year over year where you're at, or maybe maybe the, in conjunction with the trend of like maybe the last three months, what's happening? Um, well, year over year, we're we're up uh, considerably. I mean, we're we're on pace, knock on wood, to have our best year in the business ever this year. Uh, so it is, it's very, very busy. Um, you know, we're seeing lots of contracts come in weekly. Uh, we're seeing lots of clients show interest to get pre-approved, uh, every single day, you know, so I think year over year, it's, there's no question that it's, that it's busier. Um, what, what's, say, uh, what's, what's driving that year over year increase? Is it refinancing? Is it uh, regular contracts? Uh, what are you saying? No, I think it's a combination of the two. And I think it's a, you know, a byproduct of the cost of money being so cheap. Um, you know, again, you, you, you've got an opportunity to, you know, get into a mortgage at rates that you probably, you know, obviously nobody's got a crystal ball, but you probably won't see again in your lifetime. Uh, you know, it's, it's not normal to have a 30 year fixed at 2.75%. Um, and so I think you're seeing people want to purchase. Um, they want to invest in real estate because the stock market is extremely volatile. If you don't have the stomach for that, you know, real estate is a great, is still a great investment. Always has been. I believe it always will be. Um, the cost of money is cheap, as I said, um, people, uh, even though inventory may be a little bit lower, people are, um, you know, looking to maybe get some properties that are a little bit older because the cost of money is so much cheaper. They're able to save some out of pocket money and, uh, go in at a low rate and then renovate their homes to make them, you know, newer and, and nicer, um, People that are already in their home and they don't want to sell, they're refinancing, taking cash out and reinvesting it into their property and, um, you know, making it nicer, um, making it newer. So I think you've got a combination of things that are going on um, that are, you know, very supportive of the, of the mortgage and, and real estate market. All right, cool. Um Michael, anything else you'd like to share? Any words of wisdom for the listeners that uh, maybe we haven't spoken about yet that you'd like to share? You know, I would just uh, tell tell you guys out there that, you know, I, I, I understand and, and respect the fact that, you know, the, a real estate transaction can, you know, seem complicated and you may not know where to start, where to go. Um, I would encourage you to, to reach out to Dave and to Matt uh, you know, first and foremost, because they are both wealths of knowledge. I've worked with uh, with both of them for many years, and we've done uh, you know tons and tons of business and helped tons and tons of families like all of you out there. Um, and then you know they'll be you know certainly happy to walk you through step by step what the process is going to look like for you. And then if you have any lending questions, I promise you you're not going to be uh, sold or, or treated like another file. When you, when you work with my team and I, we take much more of an advisory approach to things and trying to tailor a mortgage product around what your true needs, wants, and goals are. 
and uh, want to make sure that when you're entering that real estate transaction that you understand everything that's going on every step of the way, that you're comfortable with the monthly payment, that you're comfortable with the cash to close, and um, you'll uh, not have any confusion over the process. And if you, uh, you know, can do that and you can buy into the process and, you know, trust uh, our teams, I, uh, I promise you that you'll be well taken care of and uh, you'll be super happy. And, you know, most importantly, you'll, you'll be a homeowner, which is, uh, you know, part of the American dream. And, and you know, people shouldn't lose sight of that. It's a, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, thanks. Those are uh, good words of wisdoms. And uh, thanks for the for the uh, info. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, Michael, what's the best way to contact you? Maybe you can share your website uh, and some contact information if somebody wants to get a hold of you. Sure. So uh, cell phones always great. 954-684-9227. Uh, so again, that's 954-684-9227 uh, text or, or phone. And then uh, my email is Michael, but it's uh, spelled a little differently. My, uh, my parents couldn't afford the E, so they just left me with an A, M-I-C-H-A-L, no E, dot Bander, B as in boy, A, N as in Nancy, D as in David, E-R, at rate.com. So Michael with no E, dot Bander, at rate.com. And then if they do want to apply, uh, they just go to www.rate. Dot com like interest rate but singular so www.rate.com forward slash michael bander uh and you know no space or any just michael bander one word and um they'll they'll go right to my website it's very very easy the application takes about 10 minutes to complete once they are done with the application they'll get a free copy of their credit report They'll be given a detailed list of everything that, that we need to process the file, and then they'll be given a link that they can upload everything to securely, or they can just email it to me, whatever they feel more comfortable with. Well, thank you. And uh, thank you for being on the uh, show today. We know your time is valuable. Uh, you know, thank you for sharing your 17 plus years of uh, wisdom and experience with us and uh, helping our listeners uh, get guided in the right direction. We really appreciate your time. Thanks again, Michael. You bet, Matt. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. I really appreciate Hey, by the way, before we go, Mike, do you have any deals out there right now? I, I know that uh, uh, I noticed that there's that a program out there right now where um, a lot of those buyers can lock their rates in. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Just our, share? Uh, that's a real good program. Yeah, our lock and roll program. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a good idea. So the lock and roll program is a, a great opportunity for clients that if you uh, want to lock in today's rates, but you don't have a property, we have the ability to lock you in for 90 days and uh, we will submit your file as a TBD file and we can get it underwritten, get it approved, get you locked uh, while you're shopping for a property. And then when you do secure your contract with, uh, with Dave and Matt, um, we then just take that contract, plug it into the system. You've already, you're already in process and you're already locked. Um, so it uh, gives you the ability to not have to be subject to, you know, any type of volatile market movements and uh, you can lock in right away. So it's a great opportunity to do that. So, Hey, thanks, Mark. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your time today. Yep, absolutely. Oh, uh, sorry. One more thing is uh, we have our 
Uh, June special for any new applications is a thousand dollar closing cost credit. Um, so we did uh, start that last week uh, at the tail end of last week, so basically Monday. But um, if uh, so, if, you, if if any of you out there want to uh, proceed forward with a refinance or purchase, that's another great opportunity that we're running uh, for applications this month. Well, that's great. Thanks. Thanks for sharing, Mike. And thanks for uh, giving our listeners, listeners a little bit of a freebie. <laughs> you bet. Absolutely. <laughs> so. All right. Thanks, great. guys. You bet. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the South Florida Real Estate Radio Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you got some great information out of it. Please leave us a rating. Please leave us a review. Please leave us some feedback. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. What are your big questions around real estate? Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Bye.